You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. This evening, I just have a few thoughts and uh, different things. I trust the Holy Spirit to help us. But for emphasis, just which is what I think the Lord is trying to make us understand in this time, is that God is zealous for his kingdom. Do you understand? God cannot slow down concerning the matters of his kingdom. He's said it, he's proven it, he's confirmed it, you know, God is zealous for his kingdom. Numbers 14, 21, God speaking says, But truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Truly as I live. You see, God lives forever. He could actually say, the earth will be filled. But here, God is like swearing. Seeing this thing these men are doing. This was the case when after the nation of the people of Israel had refused to believe him concerning the promised land. He said, but truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. In Habakkuk 2.14 again, God speaking again, says, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. As what? The waters cover the sea. You can take it to the bank. God will be glorified. Praise the Lord. In every situation, in every situation you find yourself, just make sure you're fighting on the side of God's glory then you can be sure there will be victory because God will surely win. Praise the Lord. We, we gave the instance of someone, a boss is threatening you and you're doing the right thing. If the boss you know, has his way and the wrong thing prevails over the right thing, it cannot be for long because if it's for long, then the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will not cover that story. But everybody who is witness to what happened must also hear the conclusion of the testimony because it will be proven that the man who believed God was honored. Praise the Lord. Why? God is zealous for what? For his glory. As simple as that. He doesn't let it lie low. Everywhere such a situation arises, God follows up to make sure that the story turns around. That's what we saw in the story of Joseph. The brothers did what they did and they did what they did. Joseph kept on honoring God. The brothers had to come back and see Joseph glorified. Why? Because Joseph stood on the side of God. And the brothers learned a lesson. They would have been telling their children, feared God. Not Joseph. In fact, the brothers would have preached a better sermon than Joseph. They say, fear this God. You see that our brother, that your uncle? Hmm. Fear this God. That's what it is. God is zealous about his kingdom. He's zealous about his kingdom. Isaiah 6 verse 3. The vision Isaiah had. Verse 3 says, And one cried out to the other and said what? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. What happens? The whole earth is full of his glory. So when you have this understanding as a Christian, it directs your paths. It gives you wisdom in scenarios. You know that you can't try any other path that will not bring God glory. You know that if there is a choice to be made, choose the side of God. For a moment, you may seem to be foolish. 
For a season, you may seem to be um, slow, not sharp, you know, not uh, uh, quick-witted and all of that. But knowing that God will glorify his name, you can be assured that as you wait on him, you will mount up with wings as eagles. Praise the Lord. In fact, that's what it means to wait on the Lord. You obey him and wait. You honor him and wait. You trust him and wait. No matter the situation, you swallow you know, that injury, you swallow that shame, you swallow that insult, you let that circumstance pass, you humble yourself, you submit to God, and then you wait on him. Like we learned yesterday, surely, the Bible says, for since the beginning of the world, men have not seen nor heard about a God who does what? Who acts on the behalf of those who wait on him. That is what it means to wait on him, to obey him and just chill. Praise the Lord. Do your part and just you. It doesn't matter what is working. So based on this, we have the scripture that is attached to our Lord Jesus and is applicable to every one of us. Um, Hebrews 1, 9, 9 and Psalm 45 and 17. Hebrews 1, 9 says, You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore what? God, your God, has what? anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companion. The secret for distinguishing is this. Love what God loves. Hate what God hates. You will not be low. You will not be small. Praise the Lord. Let's look at the one in Psalm 45 and 7. The same thing basically. It says you love righteousness and hate what? Wickedness. You love righteousness. This is a problem a lot of Christians have in their Christianity. They don't hate wickedness. They love righteousness, but they don't really mind a little wickedness here and there. Depending on the result it's going to bring. Is someone with me? To hate something, you know, it's repulsive to you. What it means is that the benefits of wickedness, you won't even touch it. You will never side with wickedness, no matter who. No matter what, no matter what is involved, you won't side. You say, no, that is what he's saying here. You love righteousness and hate. Those words are two strong words in opposing sides. Love on this side, hate on this side. What do you love? Righteousness. What do you hate? Wickedness. So decisions are not difficult for you to make. Just like where we are in this country now. It's not a difficult, I cannot say it enough. It's not a difficult decision for anybody to make. Take this scripture, it will tell you what to do. You love righteousness, it will tell you what to do. You hate wickedness, it will tell you what to do. Simple. Now, whatever side you choose is your own. But it says, because of that choice, what happens? It says, God, your God, will do what? Will anoint you with the oil of gladness. So you love righteousness, invariably, there will be an anointing on you. You hate wickedness, invariably, there will be an anointing on you. You do the reverse, you won't have that anointing. There'll be a heaviness. There'll be a struggle. There'll be a dis-ease, a dissatisfaction. Your conscience, everything about you, you'll be speaking like a confused man. Just like, unfortunately, some pastors are speaking now. When you hear them, you can't know, you won't know what they're saying. Are they saying you should go left or you should go right? You can't really know what they're saying because, you see, they're not hating wickedness. People outside Nigeria, people everywhere in the world who love righteousness and hate wickedness. They're saying this is the position. How can someone in this country be confused? I don't understand. I mean, it's not possible to be confused. 
The only thing there is that you do not love righteousness. She don't love justice. She don't love equity. You don't love fairness. You don't love truth. Once you love those things, your stand will be clear. And God will back you up. Praise the Lord. But for those of us who went out of prayer yesterday, what I realized that has happened is that people have eaten things that is gagging their mouths. And that's why if you're in any situation today, please just be thankful to the Lord where you are and what you have. Are you with me? You did not or you do not want something that you will have that will end up having you. Imagine as a church now, this Eden now, one man brought 95% of the money and the rest of us brought 5%. And the man is loving wickedness. That's why some pastors can't preach against adultery. They can't preach against divorce. They can't preach against many things. Because right in front of them, the man who is sustaining the entire church is involved in all those things. So when he wants to say it, he will remember. His gratitude to the man, you know, cuts his mouth. He can't speak. That's where a lot of people are. And, you know, I said we must thank God. I'm thanking God for you. Praise the Lord. Because what it means is this. It's a dimension of love. The Bible speaks about the adulterous woman. And um, how does it say it in Proverbs? Where, where it says, the one whom the Lord hates will fall into her hand. Something like that. You see, there's a love God will have for you. He will shield you from such monies. Every time we do fundraising in this church, we don't have superstars. And every season is different. The persons that give the most this time are not the ones that give the most the other time. And there are people who, you know, just people around the house, normal people who are grateful that God has blessed. We don't have imported sponsors. We don't have anybody who visits the church from time to time and tells us, if you have a need, call me. You know why? Those people, when you eat their money, their money will be eating you. You won't be free. That's a problem. And there is a price to pay. That's why we can be begging for some five million for two months now. Because if you have such people, the moment you say send five million, they give it to you. Case closed. Pastor, preach on, preach on. But the issue is that, what can you preach? Dad told us the story. I don't know if you heard the story about a church in, in the U.S. that was owing, they were in debt to about five point something million dollars. And, you know, a man called the pastor and said, how much is it the church is, you know, indebted to? The man said five point something million dollars. He said, I'll write you a check for the whole amount. The pastor said, oh, wow, nice. But he said under one condition. He said, I preach whenever I want. <laughs> the pastor said, keep it, keep it, keep your money. <laughs> you know, I mean, the man was fair enough to have come out openly. But imagine if he gave that money and then tells the pastor, pastor, you know, I have a word from the Lord. Somebody who gave you five point something million dollars to clear your debt. If he says he has a word from the Lord, even if you didn't hear from the Lord, you will allow him to speak, right? <laughs> Then tomorrow you say, the type of deliverance God delivers us that sometimes we don't know. Do you understand? You're thinking this person didn't give me this, this person didn't give me that. It's an old story, but how many of us have heard the story about the guy who wanted to buy me a car? Okay, I'll tell you the story because it's very critical here. Okay, many years ago, I like cars, you know, so this member of the church, young man, came to me and said, Pastor... Um, what color of this type of car? I know it's this type of car. What color? So we started discussing color. You know when you get to color? <laughs> when you get to color, you have gone far. So we talk color, everything, you know. And 
Weeks went, no car. Months, no car. What I heard was police knocking, see, that uh, this brother took his, uh, then, no, this, we're talking of 1998 or so, took 20 million naira of his boss, you know, and just, he was supposed to buy land for the man. He took the money and died it. That was where he wanted to buy a car for me from. Now, so when the police came, I, I smiled. I said, okay, I know him. Well, he came and told me so, so, and so, but I never saw him. Do you know that guy so wanted to bring the church into his case that the ACs, wall unit ACs that they were selling then, 20,000 naira, I bought two myself for the church. He bought two himself. That AC, we had to carry it and take to the police station because he told them this is what he used the money for. Out of 20 million naira, 40,000 naira that came to you. Imagine if he bought a car for me. <laughs> Do you understand? One unit AC, 20,000 naira then. He, two, we had to carry it and deliver to the police station. That's how much we had to refund that kind of money. May God deliver you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So people can't talk. They are no longer free. So you must have mercy on some people. They are not free. They are bound. They can't freely love righteousness. They are fed from the table of wickedness. They are planted. They have been established. They have gone to receive help from what they know is wicked. So when the Lord says turn left, and they know it's left or right to turn, they are not able to turn because things are holding them down. But we are praying that God will deliver them. In the name of Jesus, just like God delivered Moses, God delivered uh, Rahab, God will deliver them. If you read the rules of warfare, if the people of Jericho, all of them said, you are God, we are not going to fight your people, we surrender. They won't kill any of them. They'll just go into slavery to the children of Israel. That's it. You know, so in this time, many things are happening. People aren't free. People have been, you know, compromised have been held bondage, you know. And I say that because I know that not many people can be so wrong now because of what is in their future. No. The future is clear that this way is better. What is holding men is the past. It is the alliances, the compromises, the friendships, you know, the things that have gone on. You now can't say what is true, but they be delivered in Jesus' name. So it says, because thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. And this stands for you and I in any situation beyond what is happening in Nigeria. In our families, in our marriages, in our relationship with our children, in our relationship anywhere we are. Just know that righteousness is your secret. is your weapon. Praise the Lord. On the righteous side. You know, God is so holy and God is so righteous that God even says, when he's dealing with your enemies, you have to be righteous in your response. You can't be laughing. God has dealt with him. If you put that laugh, you have started playing with wickedness. So those who know God, you see what Moses did. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Aaron and, uh, and Miriam, they challenged Moses' authority. You know, challenged him. And so what kind of wife is this you married? You went and married an African black, you know, and brought her here. Who do you think here? What's even wrong with you? They insulted Moses. When God struck Miriam with leprosy, who was begging? It was Moses that was begging. He needed to stay on the righteous side. If he didn't have revelation, he would have told her, I see you every time, your mouth. And then his own word, anointing will reduce. May God help us. 
Praise the Lord. I say, may God do what? It's not easy. <laughs> okay? So we're in an interesting time and God is doing so much and we want to receive all that God has for us in the name of Jesus. And we want to be sensitive and make sure that everything that we can be part of, we don't miss it. Okay? In Mark chapter 10, there's an interesting account then where Jesus, you know, I think it was blind Bartimaeus, that met Jesus and said to him, was calling out to Jesus, Mark 10, 46 to 52, if you, Mark 10, 46. Okay, yes. He says, now they came to Jericho, and as he went out to Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he had heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. 49. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Where I'm going to here is in 51. Jesus answered and said to a blind man, What do you want me to do for you? Praise the Lord. Have you ever pondered that? Jesus answered a blind man who had been calling him. What will a blind man be calling the miracle worker for. Do you understand? It sounds like a stupid question, Abby. What do you want me to do for it? But how many Nigerians now, if God made a choice for them, their choice is different? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm talking about? Some people, what they want is their brother. What do you want me to do for it? Say, let my brother become president. Let my tribesman become Isn't it contrary to every good sense? That's why Jesus asked question. Blind man, what do you want me to do? Because it might be that he wants bread. It might be that he wants a, a mosquito beat him. He wants the mosquito bite. And continue with his blindness. That's where we are. At the turn of a new thing. Do you know people are fasting and praying against what you know is right? Imagine the things God has to deal with. God have mercy on God. On God, I'm having mercy on him. Imagine uh, where we are now. Somebody is praying, giving wickedness, perpetuating iniquity. That's why I said to blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do? Because he has seen men. You know, the Bible says Jesus knows all men. Men can ask all kinds of things. You know, what do you want me to do for you? Thank God. Blind Bartimaeus wanted a normal thing. You know, in economics, they taught us when you finish it, you say all things being what? How many times are all things equal? Very unequal things. Okay? So in this season, you know, I'm just trying to get a perspective. So as we pray, as we wait on the Lord, we can understand from Scripture the things that are happening. Some people don't want what seems obvious. And yet they travel abroad. When you go abroad, is it your brother that is head of state? Is it your brother that is governor? Is it your auntie that is a commissioner? You go where things are working. As simple as that. It's not a big deal, but we are not normal. So Jesus had to ask a blind man, what do you want me to do? Thank God the blind man said, you know, <laughs> praise God. He has enemies. He would have said, you know, because of this, my blindness, all, all these children, when they pass, they insult me. Please make them blind like me. <laughs> you know, praise the Lord. But he said what? That I may receive. Yes. And if you interrogate your prayers, You'll find some of these things here. You'll quarrel with your husband or your wife for maybe money reasons. 
instead of kneeling down and say, Lord, please prosper this man or prosper this woman, you won't go to punish him. Interrogate yourself. You know, hey, the things that God says, eh, what do you want me to do for you? Today as a nation, we're saying, Lord, give us a new nation. We want righteous leaders. We want leaders with good record. Leaders that fear you, humble men. Men that we know they are coming out and they are going in. Do you understand? Because we, we can have a lot of interest. People can have a lot of interest. Some say, I, I don't trust Igbo. Don't trust Igbo, trust God. Besides, who is trusting a man? Let it be clear to everybody here. My confidence is not in that man, no. My confidence is what I've seen God do in him, do with him, and what I believe God wants to do with him. That's it. We're not talking about a man. Brothers and sisters, let me ask you a question. The God that gave you discernment of spirit, you know what is discernment of spirit? What it means is that you see this man, let me know, he's dressed like a gentleman, but he's full of demons. Now, it takes discernment of spirit to know that. But what if you see this man now, he's wearing tattered clothes, his saliva coming out here. Do you need discernment of spirit to know something is wrong? When you look at the people coming out, do you need discernment of spirit to know that some of them have problems? Do you need to say, God, open your eyes? You need to close your eyes to make a mistake. Are you getting what I'm saying? This one doesn't need discernment. He just needs to, even if you're sleeping, the thing will wake you up. You'll know that this is a direction you don't want to go. Okay? So, we're at that point and we're saying, Lord, please, what we want is the good one. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come with me to Zechariah 1. In Zechariah chapter 1, I read from verse 12. The Bible says, Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how long will you not have mercy on Jerusalem and on the cities of Judah against which you were angry these 70 years? And the Lord answered the angel who talked with me with good and comforting words. So the angel spoke with me and said to me, Proclaim, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I'm zealous for Jerusalem, and I can say today by the mercy of God, I'm zealous for Nigeria, and for the church in Nigeria with grace here. Because what we're talking about is about the church. That is where this whole thing is. If you look at the landscape, if you look at it, not maybe now with a bit of discernment, if we miss it now, forget the church in Nigeria. The other man put a tweet, I am so sorry for the killing of this young lady. He saw that his people were not happy. He denied it. In a time where they are burning, about a month ago, they burnt a reverend father. It's not news. Nobody's responding to it. With all the things that are happening with a Muslim president, a Christian VP, these ones are happening. Then when they give you, according to somebody, the mumu ticket, MM, imagine what it will be. Do you understand what I'm talking about? It's the church. Especially the church in the north. I mean, it's not on record again. In a state, they write a letter. Churches should stop meeting. And police say they are aware. What do they do? Nothing. It doesn't move them. With the present constitution of things, then you want it to progress in that direction. Somebody say, God forbid. So he says, I'm zealous for Jerusalem and for Zion with great zeal. This is what I believe the Lord is saying. It says, I'm exceedingly angry with the nations that is, for I was a little angry and they helped but with evil intent. Therefore, thus says the Lord, I'm returning to Nigeria with mercy. 
It says, my house shall be built in it, says the Lord of hosts. As the surveys line shall be stretched out over this nation, Nigeria. It says, again proclaim, saying, thus says the Lord of hosts. My city shall again spread out through prosperity. The Lord will again comfort Zion. He will comfort this church. And will again choose Nigeria. Then I raised my eyes and looked, and there were four horns. And I said to the angel who talked with me, what are these? So he answered me, say, these are the horns that have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Have we had horns scattering Nigeria? He says, then the Lord showed me four craftsmen. And I said, what are these coming to do? So he said, these are the horns that scattered Judah, so that no one could lift up. He said, but... The craftsmen, I like the way uh, old King James put it. He said the carpenters, they are coming to terrify them, to cast out the horns of the nations that lifted up their horns against the land of Judah to scratch. Let's say amen to that. That the Lord's carpenters will be released, especially in these few days. Listen, what you and I must know is that there are so many things playing out, you know. So many things that we don't understand. But one thing we know is that God is putting confusion in their camp. None of them are for the Lord. We know the side of the Lord. Praise the Lord. But all the other parties are not for the Lord. One of the parties that have helped you see, that is what men say, the spirit behind men is too strong. You've seen Wicke now. You know when Wicke started, we're excited that this man is now going to fight for good. You can see that the thing that is holding them is strong. This is a man that said he doesn't want to jump from malaria to cancer. He has now jumped to cancer. <laughs> do you understand none of them are for us do you understand but we are saying lord release the carpenters you see the lord is mighty the lord is mighty in these days today is wednesday there is thursday friday saturday lord release carpenters over this nation open up your mouth and pray that prayer release them to all the four corners of this nation even the thing with the cashless policy, the thing with our Naira, everywhere meetings are being held. Lord, release the builders. Enough of the destroyers. Enough of the destroyers. Enough of the destroyers. These horns have scattered. Lord, we are praying for release over this nation of carpenters, of repairers, of builders, of men that will bring prosperity, of things that will make for peace, that will make for unity. That will make for progress. Lord, we are asking for the anointing, O Lord. Release these heavenly bodies. Release these heavenly angels. Let them proceed into the affairs of this nation. Let them go into our sorok. Let them go into where meetings are being held now. And let them terrify, O Lord, these horns. Let them scatter them. Let them drive them away. Let Nigeria be too hot for them. In the name of Jesus, release them. From the four winds, release them. Everywhere they are plotting, overthrow their plot, overthrow their plot, overthrow their plot. Lord, be zealous for Nigeria with great zeal. For your namesake, hear the tauntings, hear the insult that Christians are like a dot in the north. Lord, answer them. Makia boda da 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 da. You are God. Makato so do 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 logo do do shegadede. Le kapa katala da da da. Yakabo siakabababa. Lord, we are praying for a release of these carpenters, O oh Lord, of these craftsmen, O oh Lord. Let them terrify. 
Let them terrify the enemies of this nation. Whether they are men, whether they are spirits. Everywhere and anyhow. Whatever gang up, whatever plot, whatever thing they've had. Lord, we are saying by reason, oh Lord. Of the release of these messengers, oh Lord. Let these ones, let the enemies of these nations be terrified. Frustrate them. Let them not be able to carry out their enterprise. Let us have victory this weekend. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Take your seats. Come with me a few verses, chapters down again. Zechariah 8. It says, again, the word of the Lord of hosts came saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I'm zealous for Zion. Zion is the church with great zeal. With great fervor, I'm zealous for her. Thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. He said, Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth. Nigeria shall be called a nation of truth. The mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain, in the name of Jesus. He <laughs> says, for, he says, look at what happens here. So you know he's talking about nine. He said, thus says the Lord of hosts. He said, old men and old women shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem. Momichi leading us in prayers was talking about village life. I remember growing up how, you know, you go to the villages then, not even in the cities. When as children we went out, nobody looked for us. The neighborhood was so safe. In fact, the neighborhood was a correctional facility. Because as a child from number one, uh, Ibiam Street, if you got misbehave in streets, seven streets away, the father there will beat you and parcel you back to your place. That's the society we grew up in. But now, who can dare allow his child leave his street or the street where they live on without knowing? This, but this is what it says. Old men and old men shall again sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each one with his staff in his hand. Because of great age. He said the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in the street. How many want to see this Nigeria again? We say amen. amen. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this for us. In the name of Jesus. How is this going to happen? Equity and justice. I was listening to the VP um, that year met yesterday. He was saying part of their plan is that once they're coming, living wages... Those are people who are normal. Nobody can be paying people 30,000 naira now and expect a normal society. The streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls playing in the streets. He said, thus says the Lord, if it is marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of those people in these days, he said, will it also be marvelous in my... This is what God is saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's a big God. He can do it too. He will do it too. He's doing it too. In the name of Jesus. Okay? Thus says the Lord of hosts. Verse 7. He said, Behold, I will save my people from the land of the east. Somebody from the east, say amen. I will save my people from the land of the west. Somebody from the west, say amen. And he will also save from the north. Somebody from the north, say amen. And from the south, Nigeria will be saved. He says, I'll bring them back and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. They shall be my people and I'll be their God. In truth and what? We are going to love truth and righteousness. In the name of Jesus. 
Verse 9, it says, thus says the Lord of hosts. He said, let your hands be strong. You have been hearing in these days these words by the mouth of the prophets who spoke in the day that the foundation was laid for the house of the Lord of hosts that the temple might be built. For before these days, there were no wages for man, nor any hire for beast. There was no peace from the enemy for whoever went out or came in. For I set all men, everyone against his neighbor. This, does this look like what Nigeria had been? He said, but now, I'll not treat the remnant of this people as in the former days, says the Lord of hosts. He said, for the seed shall be prosperous. Somebody say amen. amen. For the vine shall give its fruit. Somebody say amen. amen. The ground shall give her increase. Somebody say amen. amen. And the heavens shall give their due. He says, I'll cause the remnant, I'll cause this generation of Nigeria to possess all this in the name of Jesus. This is the prophecy. It says, And it shall come to pass that just as you were cursed among the nations, O Nigeria, so I will save you, and you shall be a blessing. Do not fear. Let your hands be strong. It says, Your name will stink, but it's turning it around. 14 says, For thus says the Lord of, Just as I determined to punish you when your fathers provoked me to wrath says the Lord of us, and I will not relent. So again in these days, I am determined to do good to Nigeria. Do not fear. Now 16, as we round out, say, these are the things you shall do. Speak each man the truth to his neighbor. You see, this new nation is going to be built on righteousness, on honesty, on sincerity. What is right is right. It doesn't matter where you're from. A thief is a thief. Whether the thief is Igbo man, he's a thief. Whether he's Yoruba, he's a thief. Whether he's a, a thief, he's a thief. It doesn't matter where the thief comes from. You know where we are now, depending on where a thief comes from, people will defend him. But no more in Nigeria. Especially in the church. In the name of Jesus. So he says, these are the things you shall do. Speak each man the truth to his neighbor. Give judgment in your gaze for truth, justice, and what? Peace. Let none of you think evil in your heart against your, and do not love a false oath. What is false is false. He says, for all these things I do what? I hate, says the Lord. Let's rise on our feet. Thank you, Jesus. Let's begin to thank the Lord for mercy. For mercy. We can see what we read. The Lord is saying, I will turn it around. I will restore I will heal. I will bring prosperity back. I will bring peace back. I will bring righteousness back. I will let you play on your streets again. Father, we are saying thank you. Lord, we can testify that it's only by your mercy that all we are desiring will come to us. We have not deserved it. We have not earned it. Lord, were you to regard iniquity, no one can stand. But because of the name Jesus, and the mercy that you are bounding. That's why we are confident that you will do for us much more than we could ask or imagine. And so, Lord, in this next few days, fight for us. Heal our land. Give us a new nation. Overthrow the wicked. Gain glory for yourself. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we have no one else. <laughs> Everyone must know that we have no one else but you. On earth, there is none we put our confidence in. 
in heaven there is none we look to. That is only you. Only you, Lord, can save us from this situation. Lord, they've stocked money, they've stocked arms, they have all kinds of things for them. But we declare that the horse is prepared for the battle. But victory is of the Lord. So, Lord, we receive victory from you. Lord, Sunday your church will be meeting. We want to dance. We want to dance. In the name of Jesus, we are holding on to your word. Almighty God, you are the one who said, why do the hidden rain and the people imagine a vain thing against the Lord and against his anointing? Lord, they've held meetings, oh Lord, against the Lord and against his church. Saying, let us do this and let us do that. Lord, you promised us that he that sits in heaven will laugh. And you said, you will put them in derision. Lord, do it now. Do it now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for a new nation. Thank you for what you have begun to do. For indeed, only you could have even brought us thus far. And we're saying, Lord, conclude it. And for the man, oh Lord, Father, that we believe you're preparing, Lord, we seal him with the blood of Jesus. He will not turn from the left nor the right. Lord, your word says concerning Joseph that the hands of Joseph were held by the arms of the Almighty. Lord, let your hand, he has done excellently so far. Lord, let your hand uphold him. Keep him in the center of your will. Let him be able to do all that is in your heart and mind. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray for peace in this season. We say no innocent blood will be shed. We'll raise the blood of Jesus over this nation. And we'll say, Lord, because of the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus, we'll say mercy upon every human. No one needs to die. Lord, you say whatever things we desire. When we pray, we should ask and believe. Lord, we're saying, let no innocent man die. Let no innocent Nigeria die. Let no blood waste. But if the wicked one, they can waste their blood. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we say, let there be peace. Concerning the cash problem that Nigerians are facing, you're a miracle-working God. You make a way where there is no way. You make a way where there is no way. For the suffering Nigerians, Lord, we are asking for your solution. Beyond what the government is imagining, Lord, let your solution come. Let wisdom come. Let an inspiration come. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for your children will go out and vote. And they will come back safely. And the votes will count. And you will give victory. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we bless you. Thank you, our Father. We are careful to return all the praise to you. For you alone are God. And you are boast and you are confidence. Blessed be your name. Can we just appreciate the Lord? You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.